Now's the time to tell tales of the unaccountable. Sandy, what do you fear? What do you fear? Consider you find someone mummified. I already like this story. Okay, this is what we're going to do. We just need you to hunt the giant owl. He just looks too suave to be Dracula. <laughs> too suave to be Dracula. Remember, you are bringing her back to life, so there is that. You got that to pony up on. Be afraid. Be marginally afraid. Welcome to Pulp Nightmare. I'm Mike. I'm MB. And I am Hero. And welcome back to Pulp Watch 1994. The podcast we almost forgot to start a second ago. And what is this, MB? This is episode five, I believe. I'm not sure, actually. I should I should look that up. But I believe this is episode five, and I believe it, it's the title is the race card. Oh shit! We're flashing back to 1982. The show's starting, everybody. Oh god, what what's what's about to happen? Cool in the gang. This is about to be like a Punisher-like origin story where they're gunned down and Cochran has to fucking use justice. Okay, a couple facts about... by the NYPD. <laughs> a couple facts about this episode before we begin. One, yes, it is called The Race Card. Two, this is directed by John Singleton. Good lord. So we're not going to throw up from how it's directed? Also, I like how we joke, no, this is his origin. <laughs> He's getting stopped by the LAPD. <laughs> oh, Jesus. You can't rhyme your way out of this, Cochran. This is the origin of the glove. <laughs> I'm just so... <laughs> Zero to Cochrane. <laughs> also, God, is this guy playing Cochrane amazing. <laughs> I hope he gets a spinoff where he continues to play Johnny Cochrane. Like, it's he... his better call, Saul. the camera? Yes. This is already so ridiculous. Is he going to use his Cochrane powers? I kind of, again, this is just a supervillain origin story. Let's just say I'm Frankenstein's monster. Oh yeah, Cochran's unbeatable. He's even immune to racism. 
Unbreakable. It's the DA, damn it. Oh, God. Don't, yeah, don't ever use that word, including you, writers. You likely write writers. I like how that's framed like that one officer <laughs> swore vengeance <laughs> on the black community because of that. I will say, so far, that has been the best scene in this entire show. Yeah. At least that's accurate. <laughs> well, it's also surrounded by someone who actually seems to want to put in a performance in this show as that opposed to as opposed to Travolta who just Hey, Travolta is putting on a performance, believe me. Yeah, it's just oh, no, for no, no, an X Men no. movie, that's all. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is like he's putting on a performance, not for this show though. God, can you can you imagine since this is Singleton directed, this is actually gonna be the good episode? <laughs> it's like the Halloween two parter and murder house. <laughs> I've always been strange. Always find it strange whenever they call him King Jesus. I just think of King Superman and his popass. Yes. Ha uh-huh. ha! Oh hell me! <laughs> I am so fucking tired of her smoking dramatically. Uh, can OJ walk out? Take a naked drink. Messiah. Take a drink. Why is Singleton's keeping up the house style? I mean, technically he was being used as a tool by the DA's office because he's black. It's hard to pull apart the show's stupidity and the real world's stupidity. (laughs) We're going to (laughs) titles on that. Wow. I am black. Wow. Very commercial already. How long is how long is this one? I swear to God, if this is an hour and a half like the last. Oh, thank God, it's an hour. Oh Jesus! Oh wait, it does say eleven fifteen till eleven fifteen? Why is this show so extra stuffed? Like it's an episode of The Walking Dead or something. So I just noticed on the poster for the people v. OJ Simpson, where OJ has uh, covering his face with hands. They're A, giant hands, and B, clearly not his, because they're coming in for an incorrect direction. Oh, you were just noticing that? I've never paid enough attention. It looks like he's being murdered by the real killer. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Commander Kraken first appeared in Submariner number 27. It was created by Roy Thompson and Sal Buscema. Commander Kraken. Commander Kraken was a self-styled modern-day pirate who first encountered and fought Namor the Submariner. Namor used the Kraken, a gigantic octopus, to defeat his foe. After running with the cat, he would later reappear with a heavily modified look, undergoing plastic surgery and now empowered with a rocket-powered peg leg and electrical sword. He battled Iron Man. This is the greatest villain I've ever heard of. Rocket Rocket's powered pig leg. And an electrical sword? An, el- an electrified sword. And then he did battled he, Iron Man. Did he ever at one point sword fight the Black Knight? Uh, I will find out. In issue 121 of 
Daredevil, which takes place after the character's appearance in The Cat and before his revamped look and appearance in Iron Man, it is revealed that Commander Kraken is the head of Hydra's naval division. But that is... Of course he is. (laughs) I like how they're just evil G.I. Joe at this point. But this is the only time the character is ever mentioned as being associated with that terrorist group. So it's revealed, and then that's the only time it's brought up. <laughs> Which issue of Daredevil was that? 121. Oh, I, I was actually looking at my collection, and I was like, please tell me I accidentally have that issue. In 2009, Marvel would create a new character simply called Kraken. That would be an integral part of Hydra's operations. So fuck Commander Kraken, apparently. Later, Commander Kraken was invited to a meeting organized by Gary Gilbert, who wanted to discuss countermeasures against the threat of the Scourge of the Underworld. Of course. I like how we're we're tying all the way back to two episodes ago. And, of course, the bar with no name. Kraken attended and was shot dead, along with all the other criminals present by the Scourge himself, who had infiltrated the meeting as the bartender. And what does Scourge the Underworld say? That's right, folks. Wow, you guys don't pay attention at all. <laughs> I was letting the audience do it. I legitimately forgot. I'm not like James. Justice is served! (laughs) Commander Kraken is among the dead characters seen in Erebus when Hercules travels to the underworld. Here, he had reverted to his original look from his appearance. He was later seen as a member of Pluto's jury alongside Abomination, Armless Tiger Man, Artum, Baron Heinrich Zemo, Ironmonger, Jack-O-Lantern, Kinkos, Nessus, Orca, Scourge of the World, and Varangay at Zeus's trial. And the show's back. We're back. To, now we're back to the other trial. <laughs> also, can I request that we do Armless Tiger Man next? Yeah, that was actually the end of Commander Kraken, so. Armless Tiger Man. That's actually what Travolta's playing right now. <laughs> Everything Travolta says in this show is like it was written for Norman Osborn. Pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) Can that be the quote? Yes. Okay. Oh, there he is, Judas. Just for you folks not watching along with us, John Travolta's Robert Shapiro just sat down. And immediately said, Judas at Nathan Lane. <laughs> oh, they're talking about the abuse. And then how they can't bring it up, I assume. Oh, this episode's going to have Jordana Brewster. Yep, returning from the pilot. Why is evil Mark Wade just a continuing presence? 
saying things that Mark Wade would say. Plaintive wail of the Akita. Ah, oh, they're actually bringing up the socks. I love Nathan Lane's voice in this. God, Nathan Lane would have been an amazing beast. He would have. Who says he can't still be beast? Well, he would have to kill Kelsey Grammer first. That too. I love Cochran giving wisdom like he's Doctor Strange or something. <laughs> Isn't he, though? Have I ever told you about the path of a righteous man? See, that's where the title should have came in at. I just like them cutting back and forth between the prosecution and defense equally incompetent. Wait, did they just CGI 90s trees? Yes. Put squiggy lines all over them. Why is his chair so far down? Heard me out. <laughs> he looks like a child. <laughs> Woody and Rock. I'm calling you guys Woody and Rock from now on. Yes. My own wow. personal Bebop and Rocksteady. <laughs> Gibbs on Rock. One's made of wood, one's made of stone. Well, like the metal men. They were tossed into vats by Robert Shapiro <laughs> during one of his many heists. Wouldn't it be amazing if in the last episode they showed the heist that uh, OJ pulls being organized by Robert Shapiro? <laughs> <laughs> Dressed as Tombstone. Get this done, OJ. Is he going to have that look on his face the entire episode? <laughs> he looks so... He looks so sad. Hasn't he been giving that same face throughout the entire series so far? He looks like Orlando Jones in any movie. Wow. Oh, God. Is this guy like a, a fucking Russian spy or something? Like, he looks like a, like a Russian hitman. Isn't he playing the racist cop? So oh, Travolta. Once again, Travolta called in the Russian. Oh, he is playing Furman. Well, fair enough. Like Furman being introduced like he's as evil as Furman was. I just pictured Furman is older. Emmy-nominated television. Hey, at least this episode is directed well. Like, look, they're not, they're not just spinning the camera.
Go let that hang there. Racist laugh. He tried to shiv me three times. He kept asking me to refill his coffee cup. I like how Marsho really was this fucking stupid. <laughs> okay, how long until she pulls out the next cigarette? Hey, bets. I like her pretty much going, whoa, whoa, whoa. We're, we're only here because you're black, but don't start acting black. Once again, accurate. Yeah. Also, at this point, I'm expecting her to light up a cigarette, then forget she has a cigarette and put another cigarette in her mouth. I'm sure that's coming in the finale or something. I like all of this build up to audio be- then being released of him using racial slurs for like six hours straight. <laughs> At a certain point, he was just cutting a rap album. <laughs> Did she just blame the black guy for her babysitter being mad at her? Yeah. Thanks, Obama. That, I mean, that is pretty much why they failed miserably. Edo! He's back! <laughs> oh, if only he was wearing his tracksuit. I'm sure we will see him dance at some point. They're just doing seating arrangements for this episode. God, can off-brand Brian O'Halloran come back in and cry into his mustache? (laughs) 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 Doesn't have an amazing outburst. We're actually seeing family. Well, Brewster is coming back, so we're going to see Nicole's sister, which... I'm just surprised that they remember she existed. It's so weird. This dude's talking to Ido like Ido is fucking Ming the Merciless or something. (laughs) Why does he got to be Ming the Merciless, Mike? Listen, this show is infecting all of us, okay? (laughs) Hey, it's not like Ming the Merciless in the movie was Asian. (laughs) Yeah. No, that was actually still pretty racist. He was made up to look Asian. Yeah, he, he, he very much was. It begins. Ito was going maximum Ito. <laughs> what just happened? I want to see a gif of that <laughs> and oh. up from the Arsenio Hall mugshot. You have to no Ido I- smiling. You have no idea how badly I want to open up a drawer 
that was very realistic. <laughs> just the just the headshot for Arsenio Hall. I know. I want to do the oh guys, get me Arsenio Hall's autograph so I can do that every time I have anybody over. I got some fan mail in today. I like how Cochran at all times is doing his own one-man show in a very large theater (laughs) with bad acoustics. And at no point has he rhymed yet. That's what's really impressive. They're building to it. God, they're actually going into this. Every time Travolta's on screen, I can't get over the fact that it's Travolta. I can't get over the fact that the last time I saw him, he was in a Hawaiian shirt. He's just going to be orange from now on. Shut up, Mark Wade. What if they just cut away to Ido holding the Arsenio Hall headshot like under the bench, <laughs> gazing at it every time? <laughs> Maybe he gets a chance. <laughs> I like how this is, you know, this is actually the argument that took place. This was a trial where the defense argued that uh, the defendant beating the woman he's accused of murdering was inadmissible. It has nothing to do with anything. Listen, OJ isn't on trial here. (laughs) And that argument won. He don't look so fucking bored. OJ Simpson trial was like, it's like the plot to kill Hitler and Valkyrie. Like, if just one thing had gone right, we would have taken down history's greatest monster. But no, every single thing fucked up. And Tom Cruise did nothing. In both cases. I love any time the term epithet is used. It's a good term. It's one of those words that's only used when someone's defending racism. (laughs) It's like allegations. Like, it's such a damning word. Like, if you're accused of something, you can get away with it. But if you have allegations, they've got your ass. What is Cuba doing there? Bitch, please. I say that word all the time. (laughs) People acting like I'm black and not OJ. Also, did Cuba look like 
three years younger in that shot randomly. It was like they forgot to put his OJ makeup on. All that makeup they used to make him look like OJ. <laughs> they make him look like something, not OJ. I just want to say they brought, well, they did bring him in just to have him sit there and occasionally cut to him vaguely in the background. It'd be amazing if he took the stand, like, just not even on, like, the actual stand, but took the stand on the uh, prosecution side. <laughs> It's like, I've got a few words to say. Oh, shit. They're going to battle. Black Superman versus Black Doomsday. (laughs) And which is which? I think they switch roles a lot. (laughs) What I like, what I've always liked about this, though, is the argument that they shouldn't bring up the fact the cop was racist is exactly the same as not bringing up that OJ beat the shit out of Nicole on a regular basis. Because both sides were equally incompetent. It's two sides of assholes battling over the soul of a slightly bigger asshole. At least, like, the prosecution was incompetent. At least the defense knew what the fuck they were doing. Well, once again, we have to follow the Dark Helmet principle. Evil will always win because good is dumb. (laughs) And this is Spaceballs 2. The quest for more money. (laughs) I love cutting to Nathan Lane like, yeah, you go, Cochran. <laughs> yes, I, I love all the old-timey projectors. Miss those things. It is fucked up how every time we see them uh, through the TV screens, it just looks like the 90s. It does. They had to pull that off well. <laughs> did not just happen. It did. Yes, it did. How dare you? That's the greatest thing ever put on television. This was in the John Singleton directed episode. Can, Can I just be a fly on the wall in the writer's room meeting? Where a white dude was like, okay, guys, I got an idea. (laughs) I've got our axe break. (laughs) I don't care what you guys say. That was fucking awesome. I'm fully on Cochran's side now. (laughs) (laughs) I say I love going from that into a commercial for my big fat Greek wedding, too. I know. Where they get married another time. Please give us work. Seriously, I've gone on this on other podcasts before. The plot of my big fat Greek wedding too is 
they find out the marriage wasn't uh, counted, so they get married again, and the exact same plot happens. It's a soft reboot of a romantic comedy. Because nobody... Sorry, the original cast. Because once again, nobody went anywhere. Hey, Benicio Del Toro. Speaking of my big fat Greek wedding, too. And Benicio Del Toro, Armless Tiger Man. Gustav Hertz, better known as the Armless Tiger Man, is a supervillain appearing in American comic books published by Marvel Comics and created in 1941. Can we just reflect for a moment on the sentence, Armless Tiger Man is a supervillain? <laughs> as the name indicates, the Armless Tiger Man does not have any arms. <laughs> having lost them in an industrial accident in his youth. Instead, he is a skilled fighter with his sharpened teeth and feet. I like how that implies that his feet are also sharpened. Being recruited by the Gestapo, he was used as a Nazi henchman in several Marvel comic stories set in World War II. He was originally an enemy of the Golden Age Angel, but also had runs with Captain America as well as World War II-era Black Panther. At some point, Armless Tiger Man died as he was shown in the underworld without revealing the details of his death. Now we go into his biography. Are you guys ready? Oh, yeah. Gustav Hertz is a man who worked in a mechanical laboratory in his youth. One day, his arms were caught in the machine and ended up amputated. After being discharged from the hospital, Gustav learned how to use his teeth and feet to act like his hands. After years of training, Gustav became the Armless Tiger Man and started... That didn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> After years of training, Gustav... I'm mad now. Gustav became the Armless Tiger Man and started a campaign to destroy machines as his revenge for the loss of his arms. Whoa, 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 whoa. Time the fuck out for a second. Wait. Time the fuck out. Armless Tiger Man's thing is he wages war on machines. Hook his arms. Wages war on machines with his feet and teeth. This might be the greatest... Did Grant Morrison create this guy? Retroactively. Oh, God, the show's back on now. We have to stop. <laughs> on that note. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, no, this should have just ended the episode at the last scene. That was a mic drop. Is he just going to have that look on his face the entire episode? Don't you, he's Orlando Jonesing. Take a drink, push in. <clears throat> the plot of this episode is the humanity of Darden. Darden was filled with humanity. Darden, you know there's just a press. There's not really a segregated version. I mean, I know it's 1990s L.A., but Jesus. 
Apparently you've never seen Ebony Magazine, James. I like how this is turning into... Look at how the prosecutors fucked up show. I mean, to be fair. It is accurate. And really, what else could they focus on at this point? Except OJ's perspective in his memory palace where the bar from Jacob's Ladder is somehow introduced. What darn just explaining being a black to Marsha Croft? <laughs> mm, yes, I see. As she swivels around in her leather chair. Please tell me he's going to do this speech and she's just going to be like, I'm sorry, could you repeat that? I was thinking about white crackers. I was really jones for a cigarette. <laughs> We're just not going to let you do anything. You're a token, but you're our token. Oh, God. <laughs> His robe. <laughs> Is he wearing a gi? <laughs> Yes. Well. He's about to fight ninjas. God damn it, Shapiro, what I tell you about coming in here and interrupting my dissertation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, can we, if Black Dynamite 2 ever happens, can this dude please be in it? As the villain. <laughs> No, no, they do a Dark Knight Returns type of movie with, with Black Dynamite, and he plays old Black Dynamite. <laughs> oh, God, is this him learning to rhyme? He is going to get some ass tonight. They are seriously treating Johnny Cochran like he's some kind of super villain. His silk pajamas. <laughs> That's the problem with this show. Every single person is treated like a fucking supervillain. Uh, please tell me we're going to cut to a Hannibal sex scene. Except Darden, ironically. Is Johnny Cochran's chest writhing and churning?
He's just, he's just kingpinning. Once again, I'm so confused on whose side this show's on. Juice! I want an It's a Setup ball cap. Same. <laughs> With Cuba getting Jutner on it. <laughs> Shapiro's Armada. Shapiro just makes them blink out of existence like Dr. Manhattan. <laughs> David Swim are just looking increasingly out of place. Oh. I hope Darden and Kardashian share a scene. <laughs> just them looking into each other's eyes longingly for like several minutes until it cuts away. Just wanting to end the madness. <laughs> Oh my god, we've started the trial. Finally. Eleven episodes in. Into the people versus O.J. Simpson. Jesus Christ. I'm so mad we can't use Cochran's line before the last commercial break as the actual... (laughs) Oh... Writing that beautiful has never existed. Now, this episode's quote is just, Judas! <laughs> I still like how this is the prestige episode. That has themes and things. I'll miss this. And a director. <laughs> We all we like Nerdberg. What to say? We watched him fumble and bumble as the adorable Nordberg. We watched him become a frog man briefly. <laughs> we watched in disdain as he was looked over for the Terminator. We saw him produce cocaine and blue eyes. We saw him make that touchdown. We've all ridden in his renter cars. <laughs> We've all goes on for twenty minutes. It's <laughs> <laughs> a weird tie she's got going on. Also, is that Alexander Graham Bell in the jury box? <laughs> yes. I've come here to stop this. Then <laughs> they found the whitest dude they could possibly find. Well, Marty, we gotta we gotta stop this travesty, Marty. <laughs> the juice is on the loose. I just love how they finally mention Ron Goldman again. Oh God, Cochran's gonna wow him. I guess we had a boner walk there. I'm hot. Mark Wade is so sad. Let's pan over to Cuba Gooding Jr. When did we get a black guy? 
Wouldn't it be fucking awesome if after this speech, it time cuts to the end of the trial? <laughs> the next the five rest. episodes are just like what they the aftermath. Afterwards. The hunt for the real killer. God, I would respect this show so much if they fucking skipped over the entire trial right here. <laughs> to be fair, nothing else happens. Is he crying? The drama of this. God, Ito just so just so done. This guy's performance is something to behold. <laughs> Mark Wade, stop looking racist. I like Cochran. <laughs> is he about to? Is he about to have a heart attack? Is his chest gonna open and swallow Cochran whole? <laughs> Ed's gonna crawl across the floor. I like Cochran throwing his decoy Cochran under the bus. Calm down, man. This was Ryan Murphy off screen just going, just more, more. <laughs> Please tell me he's just going to fall over. Did you just see the, cu the cut of who? Yes. <laughs> he's actually having a heart attack. <laughs> what? Somebody get Doc. What? I'm sorry, no. No one had a heart attack during opening remarks. That didn't happen. Look on my face right now. I'm just... <laughs> So, I know this has been hard and fast with the truth so far, but they're just going to lie from here on out. <laughs> what just... else do you do, to be honest? I mean, they would have had to seriously make it this the finale if it were actually about the real trial. I'm... Sarmless Tiger Man. No, our attack totally happened. What, seriously? Yep. I actually didn't know that fact. What? Somebody passed out during opening remarks from a heart attack? A heart attack scare halted the kickoff of... Oh, hold on. 
of O.J. Simpson's trial Monday when a start witness clutched his chest while testifying how the Jews kidnapped and robbed him. Wait, a star witness and not one of the... Yeah, so close, still fake. (laughs) Prosecution witness Bruce Fromong portrayed Simpson as an angry thug who barged into his hotel room with a gun packing posse. Fromong, a Vegas-based ports memorabilia dealer with a history of heart attacks, called for medical help. Wait a second. Which trial is this? (laughs) Please tell me this is it's, from a different O.J. Simpson trial. Oh, it's the later trial, isn't it? It's, <laughs> it's. I bet you anything it is. It is. They, they got, got their O.J. trials mixed up. <laughs> I just want to say this episode is called The Race Card. I'm done. <laughs> I'm, uh, you know, I'm still trying to back this up. I'm trying to just, I'm trying here. I'm trying to give them the benefit of the doubt. And seriously, Ryan Murphy, I guess all trials just look alike to you. <laughs> and they didn't even get the status of the guy who had the heart attack right if they were lying I mean it's one thing to mix up trials it's another thing to say uh, uh, that guy had a heart attack and pointing to the wrong end of the court I do think that they weren't lying They their research was just that bad they didn't check to see which trial it was mm. well this is based off a of book so it could be that the book made that up. Oh, based in quotations. It's more like licensed from a book. Right. <laughs> I don't know how to respond to any of this anymore. How is this more ridiculous than Armless Tiger Man? Oh, Jesus. I'm still looking. I, like, I just want to see. Like, it just doesn't seem possible. Like, how can American Crime Story be this American Crime Story? Oh, and we're back. We still have 15 minutes to go. They implying that the courthouse is the real murder house? I don't even know how to respond to what the fuck just happened. Remember how we were worried the show was going to get boring and we wouldn't have anything to talk about? A guy just became the thing. <laughs> okay, I don't know that doesn't make any sense, but fuck it. He's the thing. Prove to me he's not the thing. He's the thing, get him. See, I thought you were talking about Ben Grimm. That too. He was he did, transforming. He did that look a little bit like an older Ben Grimm. 
Are they about to have phone sex? She does have Vaseline next door. So we've seen the last of Earth 2 Mark Wade. He might uh, join the trial via video phone. I still can't get over that they went with the wrong trial. I hope to God this heart attack and the murder ca- in the murder trial I've just never heard about somehow. Now, I don't know which version is funnier. <laughs> What the hell? The Hellfire Club? <laughs> Is Batman about to fucking blow uh, blow half of this building up and come in dramatically? What the fuck? Fucking Whitney Frost walks in and absorbs all of them. Are... Of course a black butler comes up. Why is there a council of white? With their various minority butlers and servants. Is the Punisher about to descend from the skylight and just start shooting all of them and stab that dude in the neck? Michael Bolton! (laughs) That's it! That's the missing link! Michael Bolton killed those people. He kept the knife in his hair. How was he supposed to live without them? So I'm really confused. Is this guy her father or? No. Hertz got mentioned again. I don't know why this scene is happening, to be completely honest with this you. This is terrifying. <laughs> do, do they they control the world? Is Trump about to walk in? Okay. Okay, that was not Cuba Gooding Jr. in that photo. Is Cochran doing some midnight detective work? Yes. He wants to get inside the mind of OJ. I beat the shit out of my ex-wife. This is my design. <laughs> this is my design. Oh, I God. They're Africaning it up? <laughs> oh, God. With that song playing. I don't know how to respond to this. What is going I on? I like me some blackness. White people wrote this. What? What is going on? I don't get it. What, what is the tone of this show? I don't know. This is critically acclaimed. Trump is critically acclaimed. People love this for some reason.
We have less than 10 minutes left. He was finally caught by the Gestapo. When the Gestapo learned about his hatred towards machines, they sent Armless Tiger Man to North America to do as he would. After Arm... What does that mean? <laughs> After Arm... Or... Oh, wait, somebody else is recording, right? Yes. Okay, thank God, because imagine if mine failed. After Armless Tiger Man murdered a man named Dill... To provide him with information on the Johnston defense plant, Angel was put on the tra trail of Armless Tiger Man. Angel traced Armless Tiger Man to his hotel room due to his wine chateau quim. Wow! <laughs> Disguised as a hotel waiter, Armless Tiger Man... How does Armless Tiger Man put disguises on? <laughs> he puts on arms. Armless Tiger Man recognized Angel and kicked him in the face. Angel fought back against Armless Tiger Man. Whoever wrote this Wikipedia page really needs to stop typing out Angel and Armless Tiger Man. Who slid down Wouldn't the you? chain. Yeah, that's true. Angel followed until Armless Tiger Man kicked him <laughs> off of the chain. Angel later caught up with Armless Tiger Man at the Johnson <laughs> Defense Plant, where he was seen wrecking the machines. Angel fought with Armless Tiger Man and incapacitated him by jamming a piece of pipe in his mouth. After tying up Armless Tiger Man and interrogating him on his motive, Angel handed him over to the police. <laughs> I have tears in my eyes. <sighs> At some point in his life, Armless Tiger Man died, <laughs> died for he was seen in the underworld serving on Pluto's jury. It gets funnier. <laughs> At Zeus's trial, Hercules attacked Armless Tiger Man and the other two members, but they overpowered him before the trial. Armless Tiger Man and the jury members later attacked Pluto when he refused to honor their promises to release them from the underworld. Armless Tiger Man can use his teeth and feet in many ways. He can slide down a chain with his teeth, bite people and swing on a rope by biting it. His teeth have been sharpened for use as weapons. With his feet, he can hurl knives from between his toes, catch heavy weights, and perform nimble tasks of agility. Armless Tiger Man appears in a teaser image for Season 2 of Marvel Avengers Alliance, parroting the cover X-Men 141, opening issue of Days of Future Past. He is one of the eight victims of the Circle of Eight and is found dead alongside Lady Octopus. Never has there been a more apropos pairing of characters than Armless Tiger Man and Lady Octopus. Armless Lord Tiger Bucks. Man. <laughs> I just want to say, they're both Venture Brothers characters. Pretty much. Oh my god, I have tears in my eyes right now. Okay. <laughs> I just want to work in Armless Tiger Man into just everyday conversation now. <laughs> Like okay. I, I know that this is based squarely on the show. Like this, Pulp Watch is about the People versus O.J. Simpson American Crime Story. But can the show image for this week just be Armless Tiger Man? Yes. It has to be. Also, can the next like bleeding in from this? Can the next Wikipedia article be Lady Octopus? Oh my god! Fucking a. <laughs> As it comes back, good timing. <sighs> you know what the fucked up thing is? I would still say this episode was the best episode. <laughs> it is. It's, it's legitimately good and enthralling.
The sure. events are stupid, but you know that's just because that's how it happened. Except, except some the, things. Yeah, except for the heart attack. And I still don't know what they're trying to do with Cochrane. It's like. To be fair, go back to Murder House. What were they doing with any of those characters? Yeah, that's true. Here's this character being sympathetic. Here's them punching a baby. Here's them crying. All things that Ben did. Got Dylan McDermott as Johnny Cochran. Oh, could you imagine? Choose a side! <laughs> You chose a side. I'm he just looks at OJ. witness, Ben. Me, scabby. He just looks at OJ. You're a murderer. <laughs> a murderer. <laughs> to get these jokes, watch season one of American Horror Story. We highly recommend it if you have not seen it. There's still, like, what, 15 minutes left in this fucking thing? Of Cochran telling OJ that he needs to be more black. AC, and he's darker than I am! <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> also, why did Cuba yell that? Any time AC is brought up, there needs to be more AC. I miss AC so much. That's Malcolm Jamal Warner giving the performance of his career. I still don't know what the fuck Cuba's doing in this goddamn role. Seriously, is he trying to not be OJ? By killing my wife. The thing with the race stuff that the show's putting forward, which, yeah, all, all, all very much happened. It is all very much true. The way it's presented, though, with them being so obsessed with being objective in the most weird, bad writery way I've ever seen anything take a stand on, it ends up looking like they're trying to say black people are evil. <laughs> like, am I crazy, or is that the way the writers are accidentally presenting this show? Well, they did just have Cochran basically pull a supervillain move to end all supervillain moves for no reason. Well, I mean, they're treating black people as if they're this volatile, unknown factor that may blow at any time. It's so look at two episodes up. ago when we find out that Shapiro is doing all of this because he's terrified of another riot. <laughs> Which Shapiro was not, probably. He, he probably wanted one. Just so fucking weird. 
just wish I didn't come here with you. No, it doesn't. Well, because this crime scene was handled terribly. I keep up all the photos of OJ. I like how the subtitle for mine was Siren Toots. <laughs> so whimsical. I sure thought Ito was right there. Please tell me they go into OJ's mansion and Cochrane is there dressed like Don King or something. Well, considering how ominous the music is. <laughs> There's Ito! <laughs> oh, Ito just looks like he's on a field trip. Kato's in there. Hey, guys! Kato is black. What's the last time Kato's been in the show? Two episodes ago, whenever he was attacked by the vegan police. <laughs> is there a dramatic inception sting on that photo of his child? What the hell? Shapiro what? looking with disdain on that black man. <laughs> what even is this show? I like all the masks just make him look like Norman Osborn. I know. I like how even OJ's outraged by all this. I love that statue so much. Can they please sell, like, replicas of that? You could buy from Diamond Select Toys. Darn just looks like he's about to murder everybody. <laughs> oh god, is OJ and Darn about to battle? <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> OJ is just written like he's... A mentally ill child. Yes, I'm so confused. That was a line of dialogue in a shoe. How Furman's the linchpin? I'll make the white people do him was the act break. If I had a nickel. Like going from O.J. Simpson to evil Superman. <laughs> also, god damn it, does Batman just look like Lego Batman? <laughs> He'll always just look like Lego Batman. 
I don't even care if it was a pre-existing design. He just looks like Lego <laughs> Batman to me. It's hard to get away from that. I just keep expecting, like, is Superman going to punch him and he's just going to, like, explode into pieces and then have to reform? Batman is literally the worst person I've ever met. (laughs) You know, it's been a while since I've seen a Most Interesting Man in the World commercial. Wow. Still kicking. Just that weird Wes Anderson character that promotes beer. <laughs> Very much so. I wish we had time. Do you think we have time for Lady Octopus? No, I, I, would, no. I, would, I would say save that for the next episode. Is there something extra for Armless Tiger, man? No, unfortunately. Um, no, not the master programmer. Can you just read a Wikipedia article and replace every the actual name with Armless Tiger Man? <laughs> okay. Um do that for news stories. Uh give me give me an article to look up on Wikipedia. Okay, how about this? The Spanish American War. <laughs> okay. Spanish American War. I like where James's head is at. Okay. This is weird. Now I feel like we're being racist. Um, I'm still going to do it. Don't get me wrong. All right. Believe me, we've done nothing racist that this show hasn't done a thousand times worse. The United States sent an ultimatum to Armless Tiger Man <laughs> demonstrating its surrender control of Cuba. First Madrid, <laughs> then Washington, formally declared war. Although the main issue was... Armless Tiger Man's independence, the ten-week war was fought in both the Caribbean and the Pacific. U.S. naval power proved decisive, allowing expeditionary forces to disembark in Cuba against Armless Tiger Man, already brought it to its knees by nationwide Cuban insurgent attacks, and further wasted by Armless Tiger Man. Numerically, superior Cuban, Philippine, and U.S. forces obtained the surrender of Armless Tiger Man and Armless Tiger Man, despite the good performance of some Spanish infantry units and fierce fighting for positions such as San Juan Hill. With two obsolete Spanish squadrons sunk in Santiago de Cuba and Manila Bay, and a third, more modern fleet recalled home to protect Armless Tiger Man, Madrid sued for peace. Can this just be a normal segment we do now? <laughs> if you'd like to play the Armless Tiger Man <laughs> game at home, it's a bit of a place any name with Armless Tiger Man. The result was the 1898 Treaty of Paris, negotiated on terms favorable to Armless Tiger Man, which allowed it temporarily control of Cuba and created ownership of Puerto Rico, Guam, and the Philippine Islands. The session of the Philippines involved payment of $20 million to Armless Tiger Man by the U.S. to cover infrastructure owned by Spain. History. I like this game. <laughs> Why is this episode being treated like it's the War of the Black Dudes?
his house is so strange. We we know that's not what he's doing, though. So why are black people being treated in this show like they're some other species? (laughs) They really are. It's... Are you sure he – did he tell you this in black or English? I like how the, the performance this guy is giving is just – he's going to explode into racism at any moment. <laughs> I know. It's kind of hilarious. <laughs> also, what is with that other dude's face? <laughs> he's Adam drivering so hard. It's like he's a Bruce Tim character or something. I was thinking, like, Benedict Cumberbatch's, like, deformed clone. God, Marsha is so tired of this black guy not liking racism. Dramatic push in on Sarah Paulson after it's because I'm black. Oh, shit, the racism. Jesus Christ. What I like is that's accurate. What the fuck? Is this guy a Nazi? Is he Baron Zemo? (laughs) Oh my god! (laughs) What? Somebody explain what we just saw. (laughs) I'm fucking dying. (laughs) That's their version of Furman. (laughs) Furman's a Nazi. I'm dizzy. Oh my, just the fucking... The overhead shot of the city is the classical German music played. We just saw Furman wiping his display case of Nazi regalia while classical music plays. And what I love is that you actually 
pegged it down right before they showed it. It heard you. The show heard you. Perfect punchline. What? What? Furman was over the top enough. They made him literally a Nazi. Oh my god. This is purported as a true story. This literally... How is Furman in real life not racist enough for the creators of this show? This was just... Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) The fucking... I can't believe that just happened. All of that, if you are not watching this fucking show, people at home, I don't care. Fucking go. Find this episode. Go to the last scene. Watch that shit. The fucking blurry Furman walking up, wiping the glass clean to reveal his Nazi medallions. (laughs) His classical music played like he's about to do battle with Captain America. (laughs) Or kill Kevin Spacey. And if you're listening to this, know that right before we saw that shot, Mike asked if he was Baron Zemo, and James asked if he was a Nazi. Cut to them panning down and showing those medals. The show heard and answered. This is even more spectacular than when I called Shapiro showing up to the board meeting in his Hawaiian shirt and then just continuing the scene. (laughs) What even is this anymore? That was the end of the episode. Oh, my God. Oh, I love this fucking show so much. I personally hate it with a passion, but... There's that, too, but... Let's see oh. the next episode. Oh, God. Something gets to the glove. When does Kato take the stand? Can you imagine? God, he just comes in there dressed as fucking Hitler. Oh my Nazi God. on the stand. John Singleton directed that scene. It's well, it's a well-directed scene. It is, but still, they asked him to do that. I'm light-headed right now. That was like that was like fucking. That was like sex. And this has been this edition of Pulp Watch 1994 for American Crime Story. The People v. O.J. Simpson. Episode 5, 6, whatever the fuck. The Race Card. And I've been Armless Tiger Man. I've been the Juice. And I have been Baron Zemo. <laughs>
Listen next week to another tale of the strange and terrifying. This meeting will come to order. The Legion of Pulp is now in session. In a moment, iTunes. Yes, Quizmotron. I was wondering, Emperor Palpatine, if I could perhaps... Box Office Pulp thinks we need a few items to pawn on the black market. Box Office Pulp guy, you have a podcast dedicated to movie analysis. Pinhead, your pleasure puzzles are deadly. Isaac, you've... You've got corn! Corn? What more do you need? Almost a nuclear warhead. What? All other supervillains have them. With a nuclear warhead, I shall leave all of the podcasts to tear themselves apart with paranoia. Box office Pope wants a magic lasso to hang himself with. Can I get a ship in a bottle kit? I demand more corn. To make my own ship in a bottle. Oh, enough of this. The hell do I look like, Santa Claus? We're wasting valuable time. Right now, my Pope drones are rewriting Apple's code to make our podcast number one on iTunes. Excuse me, Emperor. Quizmotron, what is it? All Quizmotron wants is pants. A decent pair of pants. Darth Vader wants pants, too. Order! Order! Tune in next week at popepodcastnetwork.wordpress.com I don't even know how I deal with any of you on a daily basis.